everybody. It's Michael Nedemeyer here with Jeff King and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Witwin Podcast. Whatever it takes, whenever it's needed, talking all things real estate. And today we want to dive into teams and specifically team building. So a lot of people out there in the real estate industry are either on a team, thinking about getting on a team, or thinking about wanting to start a team. And I think any of them are good. I think also, though, you have to be on the right team. Right? Or you have to know what you're doing to get a team started. Because I think the, the biggest thing, well, here's, here's a fact. You guys know this, that the average lifespan of somebody on a team is four months. Wow, that seems really short. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they didn't have time to really join the team. Absolutely, or get four get months. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So how long have you guys been on this team? Uh, going on a year now. Going on a year? Yep. Mm-hmm. About two. Six months. Six months, yeah. yeah. So you beat the average. Yeah. The average is We're both above average, yeah. right? But I can see why I can see why people would why that number is where it is though because I think for a lot of people when they they think okay I need to get a team going and it's because maybe they've had a good year they've maybe had um, you know a good year or two and they're busy and they're thinking okay now I need a team and and the teams aren't for everybody mm-hmm. to be totally honest and it's one of those things where if you're ready to join if you're ready to start a team you've got to put a lot of time and energy into how are you going to build your team how are you going to develop the people on your team. And the biggest, miscons- or the biggest mistake I see a lot of people make is they first hire a buyer's agent. So they get super busy, and then they, they're all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, I'm so busy. I've got these listing appointments. I'm doing all this paperwork. I've got this. I need a buyer's agent. So they hire a buyer's agent, and then what happens is they hire a buyer's agent to start taking off all the buyer deals for them. They don't have an admin in place, so they don't have any kind of systems or anything like that in place. So now the lead agent and the buyer's agent are both doing their own paperwork. It's kind of a mess. And then here's what tends to happen. The buyer's agent is supposed to be getting all the buyers, but now the lead agent gets a, a million-dollar buyer, and they say, oh, wait, I'm going to keep that one for myself. Mm. Right? And, and what happens then? So they cherry-pick the deal. They cherry-pick yeah. the deal. So it's like, do they really need a buyer's agent? And for us, what I've learned early on, because actually, to be honest, I made that mistake too. I hired a buyer's agent first, and it didn't work well. And so what needs to happen is you hire an admin first. So when you're starting a team... You get an admin in place and you get a good solid admin that can take off all of the paperwork because that's really what's bogging you down. And a lot of our personality styles here, like Joe, do you like paperwork? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Do you like Absolutely paperwork? Absolutely not. That's my least favorite part. Exactly. And that's not our strength. Right. And so somebody like Sarah, I don't know if she loves paperwork, but our director of operations, Sarah, I wouldn't say she loves it, but she's, she's good. good. good she's really it. good at it. Yes. And she doesn't mind mm-hmm. doing it. Where if, if one of us had to do it, where one, we're not going to be good at it. We're not going to be organized. We're going to be missing deadlines. We're going to be missing. It's going to be chaotic. I did this on my own for a long time, and it was chaotic. I would close <laughs> on a house, and I literally had the office there call me and be like, dude, you've got a paycheck here for a month. Wow. Like, you've got a commission got check. Yeah. And I didn't have any money back then, yeah. and I still couldn't figure out, like, where's this document? Where's that? <laughs> now, keep in mind that was before electronic signature, so it was, you know, when we had to scan stuff. I'm dating myself a little bit here, but carbon copy contracts. And, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit tougher than it is now. You couldn't get electronic signatures. But I literally have closings where I couldn't get paid because I didn't have all the paperwork in place. It's terrible. So the key to this, when you start growing a team, is, one, you need to get a very good admin in place. And now... So, so let me ask you this, guys. For you guys coming on the team now and being able to just offset all the administrative tasks, has that helped you kind of push forward a little bit faster? Absolutely. It helps you focus on like those dollar-producing activities that we always talk about. And then you don't have to 
worry about did I do all the paperwork, did I get all the signatures, and learn the contract start to finish. You have to know your important parts whenever you go and write the offers, but anything that's more administrative tasks like hitting deadlines and, and having someone remind you of that is much easier than trying to make sure that I took on the role responsibility of knowing when everything had to get turned in and how it had to get filled out. Because if you do miss something, you have Sarah there, especially on our team, that's able to say, hey, you missed X, Y, and Z blank online, whatever, and then you go get it done and get it filled. So it's an extra set of eyes, which is awesome. Yeah, I think it's tremendous, too, because you can put more effort and focus into, like, like Jeff said, the things that make you money, and then you're just doubling down on your strengths instead of trying to put more time and focus onto things that aren't going to make you any money or could just be yeah. a waste of time. Because, you know, if you suck at paperwork, there's no needing, you know, putting more focus and emphasis into it if you can just find someone that, that is a strength of theirs. Right. You can take care of it for you, yeah. so you yeah. don't have to worry about it at all. Leverage it out. Leverage it out the things you're not good at and focus on the dollar productive activities. And that's the thing. Like, Sarah's role is to take our 80%, which is not dollar productive. Like, our 80% is – so our 20% is producing dollar productive activities that are making us money. Sarah handles our 80%. So our 80% is Sarah's 20%. That makes sense because she's handling her 20% is focusing on all the things that we shouldn't be doing and she's making sure are getting done for us so we can go out and keep producing and have more income come in because the more income we have come in, the more money she can potentially make. Right. You know, the more income that goes up, the more money she will make and, and together we're all succeeding at the same level. And so that's the thing though, when starting with a team, don't start with a buyer's agent. Don't make that mistake. You need to start with getting a, a good administrative base. So you get somebody that can come in. Here's another thing. People will say, well, I don't, I don't want to pay a person you know, $30,000 or 35000 Because to be honest, you're probably going to have to pay somebody at least $30,000 to come in and do this role full time. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people look at it like, oh my God, I can't, I can't afford $30,000. But it doesn't cost you $30,000. Because what it is, is you have to break that down. What's $30,000 times 12, 2500 a month? Is that right? Yeah. $2,500. So it's going to cost you $2,500 to hire an admin, not $30,000. Because at 30 days, if that admin's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, you can cut that expense. You can let them go. Yeah, right. right. So it's not, that's one thing too. People are like, well, I can't afford 30000 You can, if you look at it like from that aspect. Worst case scenario is 90 days, you spend $7,500 on an admin. And if they're not, have, if they don't have you further ahead of them where you started, they're probably not the right fit. Exactly. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing you can't just hire somebody and expect them to just figure it out on their own. You've got to give some guidance as well. You can't just bring somebody on and be like, okay, here, here all, all my systems are a mess. Figure it out. I guess you can. Sarah kind of did that. <laughs> <laughs> we had okay systems, and she really took it to the next level. Um, but, but honestly, if you hire somebody, like, really talented, they can do that for you, and they can pick up the ball. Like, what's Itzler say? Um, Sarah Blakely from Spanx, her husband, he always quotes her. And it's, um, if no one taught you how to do your job, how would you do it? And I love that quote, and that's something you should use for people. Look, if no one told you how to do your job, how would you do it? It's kind of a play with saying, just figure it out. Like, like get in here and figure it out. Look at the whole, start looking at our systems. You probably won't know if you have a talented person within the first 30 days. It may take a little bit longer. But here are things you will know. If somebody's not showing up on time, right? That's bare minimum. Right? That's a bare minimum yeah. thing. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. they show up on time? Yeah. Do they punch out right at the end of the day so like if, if they work till 4 30 are they leaving at 4 30 is their stuff packed up at 4 25 and they're just waiting for it to hit 4 30 so they can leave that's another sign that they're probably not the right fit i had an admin before that was um 
she would always show up late. She would show up late, 15, 20 minutes late every single day, and then she would leave right at 4.30, <laughs> right? And then her lunches would take a little bit longer than lunch, mm-hmm. you know, but right at 4.30, she's out the door. And I, I said, what's going on? Why are you Why are you late every day? I, I don't know. I guess I'm sleeping in. She didn't make it much longer with me after that. Like, that's not a good... It's not a good some, starter impression, or it doesn't make you more effective either. So. Right. And so that's the thing. If you don't have the right admin, you need to go out and start looking for somebody. And you can't fall into this trap of they're just doing paperwork. Because mm-hmm. that's a lot of things where people think, too, well, it's not that important. They're just doing paperwork. So I can just hire my cousin or my, you know, my sister or whoever who maybe isn't that qualified. This is a person that could potentially run your entire business for you. And that's what you need to be looking for. And if you don't know how to hire people, Career Visioning with Keller Williams is actually a really good program on how to how to select, identify, and hire people. And then they have an ongoing, too, of how to train people as well. But that's something I would highly recommend for somebody because you do need to put some time into this and don't just interview the first person and be like, oh, my God, they're one in a 1,000. They're great. Well, if you only hired, interviewed one person, how do you know they're one in a 1,000? Right. I hear people exactly. all the time say, oh, they're a rock star. That's a term that's way <laughs> overused in our industry. Oh, they're a rock star. They're one in a million. Well, how many people did you interview? Well, they're the only one. How do you of know course, they're one in a million? Because there's yeah. nothing, right? Because your, your pool's so small. They're, yeah. they're one of one. Um, so I think that's really important that we hire people. Like looking at that person is not just somebody that's doing your paperwork, but somebody that could potentially run your company. Is this somebody that can grow and evolve and help you build your business? And, and that's the key. If now they step in and they're taking all of your systems over, and now that's not for you to have more time to just go screw around now. Right. Because that happens too. It's not to go golf more or like just go home and sit on your front porch and smoke cigars and <laughs> drink bourbon. and you know, It's not to do that. It's to now. Because <laughs> that happens, right? You see a lot of people where they all of a sudden your days get a little shorter. Your admin's still there plugging away. I see it at the market center. You see admin's still working. The team leader's nowhere to be no, found. The rainmaker yep. or whatever they want to call them. Mm-hmm. Nowhere to be found because they're out goofing around. Like this is now for them to you're, – you're bringing on this support to help you continue to grow your business. Not to just say, oh, I've got more free time to go shop or whatever. And it's somebody in place, too, that's going to help you scale. And that's the way that I, I see Sarah as well, is that not only does she take the, the transaction one at a time, but she's also to take that one transaction. If she has 10, she can handle 10 because it starts to scale. That 10 turns into 20, turns into 40, and eventually she's going a little crazy sometimes, mm-hmm. but she has the ability to make sure that we're scaling and not drop off at any point in time too, which is huge for growing a team and growing the business along with it. Totally agree. I think so too. And that's where hiring somebody, putting the investment in a full-time person is going to be far greater than hiring like a contract to right. close person. Because mm-hmm. you can hire a contract to close person that's going to be like $250 a deal or $300 a deal. One, they're and I shouldn't say, I shouldn't just generalize everybody together, but we've used these people. We've tried this in the past. And my experience with it and the people we've used is that they don't really care. It's just another transaction for them. They're working for six other agents. And it's not, you're not getting the same level of service as you would having somebody that you're directly employing. And so I think maybe that's, a, that's an okay stepping stone to start getting some systems in place. But ultimately, you need to find that first aid, that first like true person that can become your director of operations that, like you said, they can take it all over and really mm-hmm. run with it and provide and keep this level of service that you want. Because at the end of the day, a lot of our business is built on repeat and referral as well. And if we're not giving people good service from start to finish, people aren't going to come back. So I think that's important. Don't forget that your first hire should be an admin, not an agent. Mm-hmm. Right, and then I also think when growing a team, like what are some of your your I you know I guess what are your um, 
I hate to use the word ahas, but like what's <laughs> a, I just don't like it. But what a, like joining our team, what are some benefits of being a part of the team that for people out there that are maybe thinking about should I join a team, should I not? Like, what do you guys see as a benefit in being part of a team? Yeah, biggest thing for me was structure. So knowing and understanding what to do on a daily basis. Because, you know, you always hear this, oh, we have to do lead gen, you have to do lead gen, you have to do lead gen. But what does that look like? Like, what does that actually look like on a day-to-day basis? Because especially in the beginning, when you don't know what you don't know going into real estate for the first time, like if you're a brand new agent or even if you've been on your own for a while and have never even looked at or considered a team, that structure in place that you're not only going through with other people around you to help support you, but then also say like, hey, we're going to do script practice at 10 o'clock. We're going to do lead gen whenever we get in in the mornings. We're going to do uh, sales training at noon and then afterwards, you know, go do your showings and appointments. But then also to having people to practice with. Mm -hmm. Like that was the biggest thing for me is that it's just like any other skill set. If you don't practice daily what you're supposed to be doing when it comes time to go on a listing appointment or actually get in front of someone that wants to list their home, you're going to miss. You're going you're to be at a huge disadvantage for the people that are going through it for the first time and not practicing. Great. I think a big aha for me for like joining a team is just having the culture mm-hmm. of yep. just everybody around you just chipping away every day at the same goal and trying to move the ship forward instead of like if you're on your own then it's just kind of you and you don't have anybody around you when you're having Mm -hmm. going through a hard time or struggling to like help support you or you know give you help or guidance when you're struggling so that's a nice thing about having a team with a good culture too you have people that are actually pushing themselves not just being complacent yeah i agree and i think like too there there are so many teams out there that i that will see that it's they don't have a lot of that in place Right, and we're getting better. We're constantly like we're a team that constantly wants to improve. We're not we're never best. satisfied, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we always want to make things better and constantly thinking how can we keep adding more value to our team and to our team members. But I also think there are a lot of people that could be on teams, and that's why the average lifespan of a team member is four months, mm-hmm. because they probably get promised the world, yeah. like, hey, this is we're gonna give you this and that and this support and that, and then they join the team and it's like, okay, I never see this person. Yeah. Where is where like you were on a team prior to this? Yeah, and, and the thing is, a lot of teams paint a huge picture. They give you their vision, so to say, mm-hmm. but they don't deliver it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of goes hand in hand with the culture, because if there's no culture they're not going to be able to deliver that vision. And that's kind of like with our our onboarding right now. Like we've got it built out four to five weeks, like every single week. What does that look like? And every single day, five days a week. And we're getting feedback from the new members that join the team on how to make it better so that we can strategically place like, oh, buyer's consultations would come first, listing presentations, how to do circle calls on Mojo and shadowing opportunities. Like when you can actually learn from other people right there every single day and you can hear what they're doing and and take those best practices and then make them your own and implement them, you're basically on a speed boost to actually getting into production. And I think that that's the the coolest part to see, especially with our training is that we knew that it wasn't gonna be perfect straight out of the gate Mm -hmm. and it still isn't, but every single time we have more people go through it, that feedback helps tremendously and it gets better. Yeah, It is, and that's the key to a team because I think a lot of people join teams because they think they're just gonna be given leads. Like you always hear leads, 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 and it's not about lead receiving, it's like lead generation. So if we can take a team member, get them into our system, teach them how to go out and fish, so to speak, right, and start learning the systems, learning the skill sets, like you just said, and learning how to actually become a very effective realtor, then that's that's the skill set you're going to take with you forever. And that's our goal is to teach people how to get in here, become a real estate professional, learn our systems, learn our process, and, and be the best you can be. And so a year from now, like you're just crushing it. Like a lot of you guys are, you know, in yep, a year right. or less. And mm-hmm. 
things are rolling. Like, you know, you've been in six months. How many yeah. listings have you now? 11, 11 listings right now. Yeah. Like yeah, 10, 11 <laughs> listings. Like, those are things that new agents, like the average agent sells three homes a year. That's average. Right. For the average new agent, I don't know what those numbers are, but I have to imagine it's a significant I think, I think problem. Average new agent, like ninety percent of agents fail their first they do. few that yeah. are new. So exactly. Most agents just drop off yeah. immediately. And it's not because they don't have it, have what it takes, it's because they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and no I think direction, that's no right? direction, exactly. And that's what I think is great about our team is that we've taken the time to put the system together for day one, here's what you're gonna do. Day two, here's what you're gonna do, day three, day four, day five, day six. And it's starting to work. And that's one of the things, too, with a lot of teams that um, the mistake I made for a couple of years in a row is I hit the same production. I hit $20 million mm-hmm. production year after year after year because I didn't want to step back to work on this systematic type stuff in this process. And then when I finally realized that, look, I'm never going to punch through the ceiling because I can't like I can't bring people on my team and just say, do what I do. Just go. Right. Yeah, it just doesn't work. You have to really like pour into people and plug in. So for me, it was, okay, one, make peace with your salary. So, like, because that's the biggest thing that happens. Like, people start making more money. As they make more money, they spend more money. So, it's quit. Don't spend money. Invest more money in your team. Take less money now. So, make peace with your salary that you're going to pay yourself. And it might not be that much. But if you make 400 grand a year, you're not putting 400 grand a year in your pocket. You're going to put 40, 60% of that's back into your business, if not more. So, make peace with whatever salary you decide to pay yourself. Take a step back to start putting systems and process in place so you can teach other people to do exactly what you do. Now, think if you had four of you doing $20 million a year, five of you doing 10 of you, 20, 30, 40, it can just get as big as you want. And that's really what happened for us. We were up 86% in, in GCI and in commission income in the first quarter of this year. So last year, just made a conscious decision to take a step back, start focusing on training, and started finding all of you guys yep. throughout the year, <laughs> right? And so it was putting systems and process in place started finding guys like you that are talented individuals that can come on the team and now and now you guys learn you've learned you know and now you're just you're picking up the ball and running with it and then also passing those skill sets on to the next people that come in and that's the coolest part exactly that's what's so cool is taking the knowledge you've learned and now to be able to pass it on so now you start developing people and now it's like we're developing not just real estate agents but we're developing leaders within our team and i think that's what's so cool like and sales professionals just in general right Right. Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's big too, just with a team, no matter like where you're starting, just to have some sort of like training module mm-hmm. or at least yeah. some sort of training structure. So that then that way you're actually giving value to people that are joining your team. And you're not just saying here, here's some leads, go try to right. sell them. Right. Exactly. And that's why I really like the videos that we create too, because you can go back and re-reference those videos when you have questions on how to write contracts, how to run comps, how to do a listing presentation or buyer's consultation. But then too, not only the, the shadowing aspect of it, but then the role play aspect of it is okay we're going to set up 30 minutes on the calendar we're going to run through this buyer's consultation we're going to run through this listing presentation and actually structure that into the training for the first four weeks too yeah. which to, to have it on the calendar say okay these are these at this time we're going to dedicate practicing to this specific thing is incredible because honestly if you're on your own it's, it's really hard to practice just by yourself yeah totally agreed so to recap this so team building one is nothing there's nothing easy about growing a team but if you're going to do it, make a conscious decision to do it. You need to pour time every week into working on your business and not in it. So in the beginning, you need to keep, I understand, you have to keep the lights on, right? You have to keep the doors open to your business. So you need to still plug into your business and keep driving sales. At the same time, you need to start dedicating time throughout the week to work on your business. How am I developing my business, not just in it? 
hire an administrative person first to offset all of your administrative tasks. The 186 uh, tasks in a transaction, <laughs> we need to focus on six. That admin takes 180 of those off our ta- off the table. Then you start, once you have that honed in, you've got that administrative person honed in, everything's going well. Now it's time to start looking for leverage, say, on the buy side. And like for us, we let everybody do both, but they have to test out. Like they have to test out of our buyer consultations. They have to shadow and test out of our listing presentation. So after you build out the administrative, that's when you start looking for hiring people to bring into your organization that you can start training and teaching them how to go out and start creating business. The other thing is to make, keep in mind, make peace with your salary. Just because you're making a lot of income right then, your expenses will go up. And that's okay. But at the same time, you have to be watching that. You can't just spend every dollar you make and expect to continue to grow your team because expenses will go up. You're going to need more office space. You're going to need more systems. You're going to need there's, – there's going to be a lot of expense that comes with that. The more listings you've got, you need more signs, lockboxes, everything like that. So keep that in mind that as you grow a team, don't let your budget get way out of whack and always be checking your budget. And I would advise hiring a bookkeeper from the beginning as well. That will go a long way. And if you don't have, a, like, two separate accounts set up, there are a lot of realtors that operate out of their personal checking account with their business expenses. Don't do that. So get with a tax planner, get that stuff going. And uh, the biggest thing though is get the administrative person first. Don't make the mistake of hiring an, an agent because all that's going to happen is that agent's going to get super frustrated because you have no systems in place. So hope that helps. And if you have any questions, as always, you can shadow us here at our office. You can give us a call or just email us at info at thenetgroup.com. And we hope to see you next time. Take me down and build me up whatever it takes.